The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show. For the past 20 years, my passion has been to empower people with simple success principles that work based on my own life experiences that transform my life. Each day, I wake up passionate about the opportunity to transform the lives of men and women and to give them a message of hope and encouragement. My mission is to make a difference in the lives of others because I firmly believe that integrating the spirit, soul, and body is the key to transforming one's life for greater personal and professional success. Why did I establish the Transformation for Success show? For you. This is a show for everyone around the globe, the young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. I welcome you to call in the show or email me your questions and comments. I would love to hear from you. Each week, you will be empowered, inspired, challenged, and energized to action by the empowerment commentary and the amazing journeys of successful individuals from all walks of life and professions, such as actors, educators, singers, technology experts, corporate leaders, health and fitness gurus, relationship and empowerment coaches, artists, and many interesting guests from around the world. So you ask, what trials and failures did they have to go through to get there and now enjoy the benefits of transformational lives? Like many people, you may be asking questions, what is my life about? What am I doing with my life? What is my purpose? I want more success in my life, and what do I need to get to do it? What do I want to accomplish before I leave this life? Are you living an extraordinary life, or is it just mundane? Are you looking for a change, and you do not know where to look or go? If you want to learn to focus for excellence and high-quality living, if you want to gain a more positive outlook and a more focused commitment, better ways of dealing with distractions and strategies for overcoming obstacles, well, you have tuned into the right show. On today's show, excellence is not an option, but an expectation. We have the noted award-nominated film, television, and stage actress, live event, and talk show host and producer, Miss Melina Gay. Excellence <laughs> was not an option for this award-winning film, television, and stage actress. She's going to share her journey to success through tests and trials and the importance of how developing an expectation to be the best and transform your life to excellence as a way of life. Hello, Melina. Well, hello, Dr. Young. How are you? What a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. Well, you are a wonderful lady, actress, producer, host. I mean, listen, you are one that I've always admired, and you know that. And it is a delight, Melina, truly, to have you on the show today. And I want to just say congratulations on your role on Raising Whitley show on the OWN Network. What an accomplishment. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to get right into the show and have you share with the listening audience, who is Melina Gay? And what challenges and trials have you had to face? And how did you reach the conclusion that excellence is not an option, but an expectation? So, who is Marlena Gay? Well, thank you again for that wonderful introduction. First off, I'd like to say that Marlena Gay is 
a kind person and she's very appreciative and I, I appreciate oh. the opportunity to be on your show and I want to Thank congratulate you. you on your brand new home at Voice America. That's quite an accomplishment for you and I am so happy for you. So yay! Thank you. Okay, so what challenges? We're going to just sort of get into your background and kind of share with the audience. I want to see a little bit of the insights of how you have arrived to where you are today, this this noted, accomplished woman. I cannot believe it. How did I arrive here? It has been quite the journey. Um, It has been, you know, not all, as they say, now that I'm in Los Angeles, everyone thinks that L.A. is all sunshine and sunglasses and the beach and it is really really not that <laughs> it takes <laughs> how well we it know takes, it takes a lot of perseverance to be able to be out here and be successful and i just um january 23rd made 10 years that i've been here wow. in los angeles and i can't even believe it myself and just the journey from where i was 10 years ago to even here now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has just been so amazing from, you know, I'm now an award-nominated actress, but I'm also an award-winning producer. So my film, Clarissa's Gift, which is about bullying, just won the Best Shorts Competition Award of Merit. That was just Whoa. in October. And the, the film was just screened at the Honolulu uh, African American Film Festival back wow. uh, like a couple weeks ago, February 6th. So they flew me out to Honolulu and... They had a lovely reception, a luncheon, and then they screened the film, and there was a Q&A afterwards, and it was just, a, and, and now it's continuing to go on more. So there is going to be representation at the Marche du Film at the Cannes Film Festival that's coming up in May, and wow. so many things. So it's just, um, it's, it's amazing. It's what amazing. What you're doing. <laughs> and let's, but let's go back. How yeah. was it for you just starting out, my dear? Just starting out was quite the challenge because, you know, we want to be, and I feel I want to be led in the direction that I'm supposed to go. I don't Uh believe in just jumping into things just, oh, because it sounds fun, it sounds great, now let's do this, this is fun. And when you're in your, your late teens and 20s, that's kind of the way you're supposed to be able to go. But the training and the education that I had, and I my intention was to be an international corporate attorney, so my training wasn't the just jump into something and just do it. It was to really think things out. So when I first started after winning the Miss Black World Maryland pageant, and I sent wow. pictures to, <laughs> yeah, it was the first pageant I ever won, I, I ever entered, excuse me, and then I up and Miss won. Maryland? Miss, yeah. Miss Maryland? <laughs> yeah. Miss Maryland. I got to say that. <laughs> I got to say that because, wow, Maryland, I mean, you don't think of, you know, Maryland as this thriving progressive state, and here you become Miss Maryland. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're right next door to Washington, D.C., and I actually grew up down the street on that same Pennsylvania Avenue that the White House mm-hmm. is on in Maryland, but you have to keep going all the way past horses and lakes and rivers and all this kind of business. But it's that same Pennsylvania Avenue. And, um, you know, I represented Maryland well, so I sent some pictures to New York and ended up, um, for the first year, I started getting calls to be on television shows, like New York Undercover and USA Live as background, and I didn't know anything about that, because remember, I was still going the legal route. So... I said, let me see what this is about. Let me, let me just see, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. It looks great to be on TV, but let me see what it's really about. And that first, that first year of experience was so informative. It was so enlightening. And that's when I realized that, wow, this is not all what it is mm-hmm. made out to be. I mean, first of all, I was driving four or five hours. I had, you know, tolls and um, gas, and I would have to get my hair done and my nails done. And so mm-hmm. I was already in the negative before I even stepped foot on the set. And so oh, then wow. you get there, and at that time, they were only paying like $27 for the entire day. And the days were like 16, 17 hours, no overtime. I mean, this was, you know, way, way, way back. Um, and so, and then literally sitting around for about, of those maybe 16 hours, sitting around for 15 of them. And maybe actually being on the set an hour, perhaps, perhaps maybe two hours at mm-hmm, the most. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. with background, you never know. 
you know, when you're going to be called. And as a producer now, you know, I can appreciate that. But as a person just starting out, like, really, you know, the last person to eat, you know, the mm-hmm. last group of people to eat, the, you know, people aren't really talking to you, they're more talking at you, you're herded around like cattle. There's no, I just was like, okay, I don't know that this is what I want to do. I really am thinking otherwise, you know, it looks good on TV, but this is, it's not that it was hard. It's Uh just, it was not as fun as I was hoping it to be and not as exciting and glamorous as I perceived it to be in my head. You know, I think most people think uh, being on television or anywhere in the movie uh, entertainment business that it's, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, even I remember when I was modeling, people thought that was just fun and to be on a runway. Well, it's not. It's hard work. But tell me, how old were you when you were, um, when you first started out? Not not getting into the age, but you were on a career path in college to become a lawyer, you said. And, yeah, well, uh, I had actually, I'd actually graduated from college at this point. Oh, this was uh-huh. my in-between time of... Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to a top 20 university and Thomas Jefferson's university, University of Virginia. And getting out of that school, getting in was hard enough. Getting out mm-hmm. was even harder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, and I had to maintain a certain, I wanted to maintain a certain grade point average and, you know, just a certain thing in me as, of accomplishment. So mm-hmm. my studying, my I was very, very intense with my studies, and I carried a full course load even my last year, which was 21 hours, because that's you know I wanted to learn as much as I could to take me to to get to where I wanted to be, which was to be an international right. corporate attorney. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was it was quite the departure, let me just say. And I'll fast forward, and I just I just kept at it and kept at it. And there were times mm-hmm. where you know I'd go to auditions, and in New York it's so cold, like right now it's cold, it's raining. Oh yes, uh-huh. you know the wind is going everywhere, and so you have to walk into an audition looking your best, being your best, but you have you know a red nose and blue fingers, and your hair is everywhere, and rain in your eyes, and yet you're expected to be Miss Mary Sunshine. So, and then you go through all of that, and then you may not even get it. Because actually, the, the averages are 40 auditions to one booking. Wow. So you get 39 oh. no's. 39 no's. And to get to that one. But you got to start with the one, two, three, four. And that wears on you. And it gets, yes, it you start second-guessing yourself. Like, well, well, do I, am I too fat? Am I too thin? Am I, is my hair too long? Is it too short? Am I just not good at this? You know, maybe I need to be doing something else. And then you start blaming the world about why didn't I just keep on doing what I was doing and who let me go on and do this and why didn't someone stop me and, and I, I <laughs> this is just too much. It's so frustrating. Wow. <laughs> you blame everyone else and then you start blaming yourself and then you're like, oh, I'm so stupid. Now I'm embarrassed because all the people back home said, oh, you'll be back, you'll be back. And then they were right. And then the next thing you know, boom, it's that one. That first wow. one hits. And then it's okay. The dream like, began. Okay. <laughs> the dream <laughs> began. But, you know, Melina, one of the things that's of interest to me, have you talked with, and I'm sure you have, knowing that the number of people in the industry you know, have they had similar experiences and they talk about this? Because one of the things that you're saying is you've got to consistently hear a no, no, no. It's like rejection, rejection many times over. Have you talked among your peers and are they, do they all, have they all experienced the same uh, sort of uh, uh, experience? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is just one of the, this is just a norm in the industry. It's because there are, the parts are, there's one role and they have maybe 50 or 60 people that they're going to see for mm-hmm. that one role. But mm-hmm. agents have submitted and people have self-submitted. So you have thousands of people who are just buying for that one role. So you get some and you don't get others. And that's just, that's just the way of the industry. It is wow. it's the norm, wow. and it is very heartbreaking. It's very discouraging, and that's why it's very important to have good, solid friends and, mm-hmm. and family supporting you to remind mm-hmm. you that this is part of it. This this is part of the industry, and you know, just hang in there. It's consistency. You have to be consistent with what you're uh-huh. doing, and eventually, it it will it will happen. And as the great Marla Gibbs always 
she always used to say, or she still says it, um, but when one day I was talking to her, I was actually hosting the SAG After Diversity Awards, and I was on the committee for it, and I was one of the hosts. And she was one of our honored guests, and I was like, oh, Miss Marla, I'm tired. I'm so tired. This is just so hard. I just, I'm like, how do you, mm-hmm. you keep on going? And she said, you know mm-hmm. what? You just keep going. Keep throwing different things out there. Don't get stuck in the same one thing. Expand. Try different things. Try you know, writing or producing or, you know, do something else. Do other things to keep you, to keep you going, uh-huh. to keep you motivated, right. because this will definitely wear on you. And that's what I've done. I've, I've heeded her advice, and now I am uh, an award-winning producer, which is still well, that, I mean, still that's quite an honor for me to say. And um, it's, but, well, thank you. It, it is just, um, it just, but it does. It gets hard. And even now, Doctor Young, I'll tell you that it still gets hard. Like it is well, still very, very challenging. When you know, I have, and now it's at a different level because. You know, the things that I was going out for before, you know, plays or, or what have you in New York, I didn't really see, you know, what what I was missing out on. But now mm-hmm. that I'm at a different level, for example, I auditioned for a role on Empire. And mm-hmm. I was auditioning for the pilot. And I still have the script on my computer. And the role audition was on February the 27th. I still remember, 2014. And the character. So... so well, I'm tell us, uh, because a listening audience, we're around the globe. Tell uh, us what Empire is, because a lot of people may not know or have a heard of Empire. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Empire. So, what is Empire? Uh-huh. Empire is the biggest hit on television right now. It is starring Academy Award winner Terrence Howard, Academy Award winner Taraji P. Henson, and it is about a musical a, a music empire that was built. By the Lion family. Okay. And I auditioned for one of the main roles. And uh, I mean, I worked on that thing. And, you know, I have very well known friends, even very accomplished friends. So I can mm-hmm. just say, hey, I'm working on a role. And they're like, okay, well, you know, let's, let's, let's get this role. And so mm-hmm. I've been able, I've been blessed to be able to tap into that resource to, and be able to get the last roles that I've auditioned for. So I didn't expect anything different from this one. I was ready, ready for this. Okay, bookmark and, that. We're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to be right back, and we're going to hear what happened to Malina Gay on Empire. Thank you. <laughs> We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Divorce leaves behind some lasting scars. Besides the emotional impact of starting over, keeping your family in order, co-parenting, and the general confusion that comes with it, there are also financial impacts, slow and grueling legal processes, and lack of support and resources to turn to. Tune in to Divorce Sucks, a smart girl's guide to doing it better, with host Laura Maiola. We'll bring you the tools to sort it all out the right way. Every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Morgan Bailey. 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 Morgan Bailey.
success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Transformation for Show. Join us as we continue the show with Miss Melina Gay, the talented and award-winning actress. Melina, you were sharing with the listeners uh, before break about the show Empire and how you really practiced for that role and what happened. Well, I was ready for that role from because when you are preparing for you, when you're auditioning, it's not just of when you are doing that part. The audition starts from when you get out of the car and when you're getting okay. the elevator, when, as you're walking in the hall, as you walk in the door, as you sit in the waiting room, it's, the audition is the entire process. So I had rehearsed the entire process from getting out of the car to, like, when I say I never worked so hard in an audition in my life, I've never worked so hard in an audition <laughs> in my life. I just knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I, mean, I say, Melina, were, when mm-hmm. you don't succeed at one particular level, it's because God has got something better. So that's probably the lesson learned. Is there something better for you? So now I want to go back to, uh, and I'm going to wish you success on your journey because I know there's going to be a better part. And you're going to say, Dr. Young, you said it on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. <laughs> So uh, I want to get back to uh, the difficulties uh, because, you know, in in the industry, the TV, the radio, even, you know, uh, the TV industry and entertainment industry in itself, it is difficult. So tell us, because well, one of the things I want to preface, because I guess many of them might have seen your picture, but you're an extraordinarily beautiful woman. Um and so I know you've been graced with beauty, uh, you have height, you have a beautiful figure, and I know many people maybe over the years may have wondered what nationality you were. And so I want to know the difficulty, being a young woman, being beautiful, how not to compromise, and how do you stay focused and keep pursuing your dreams in a field that it's so wrought with a lot of challenges we hear about. So just tell us, tell the listening audience from your heart, just how things happened for you, and then how did you overcome some of the stuff you had to go through? Well, uh, well first of all, thank you for the compliment. Thank you very much. You know, it's true. Been, <laughs> God, God has blessed me with a lot, and much is given, much is expected. Mm-hmm. So it's been, you know, it's been quite a journey because I have been asked, because of my fair complexion, what is my ethnicity? So, you know, I'll say African-American, which is what it is, 100% African-American, you know, mixed in way back when. You have other things, but African-American. So I've had people ask me, are you all the way African-American? Yes, I am. So so are you, but you're just so light. What, well, what, ha- like, it's I'm African-American. And, but in this industry, African-American is more uh, perceived as, let's say, Michelle Obama or Kerry Washington. So a lot of people don't know what to categorize me as. So for a while, I, was, I couldn't be African-American because I was too light to be African-American in their mm-hmm. eyes, even though Oprah clearly showed that we have 26 shades. She said, uh, this, this, some people decided that I was too light to be African-American, and so I didn't get any African-American roles. I had to play the roles of Hispanic. So now, Mm -hmm. one of my majors in college was Spanish, so I could speak Spanish. It was Mm -hmm. not for this, for the industry. Mm -hmm. It was because I wanted to be an international, focusing on the the Spanish-speaking country Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. the intent to learn Spanish was. So it came as a bonus for this, as I already knew how to speak it. So not only did I look Latina, I could play Latina, so for a while, the only roles that I got were playing Hispanic, were crossing over to Hispanic, and that kind of hurt me a lot because, you know, that's 
That's mm-hmm. not who I am, and that's not what I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to misrepresent. But in this industry, if I wanted to mm-hmm. work, that is the look that I had. So that was it. Was kind of, you know, that was hurtful mm-hmm. in a way. Um, also, you know, a lot of times people are insecure, and mm-hmm. I realize you mean a lot of times. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of times, people are can be insecure. <laughs> a lot of people can be insecure. Okay. And, uh-huh. um, and I'm not speaking in specifics. I'm speaking in definite generalities. But it mm-hmm. has come to my attention that a lot of casting directors are or were actors who didn't make it. And so they okay. decided to get into casting. Uh-huh. And so there can be an insecurity there of, well, you know, she didn't, you know, that person didn't make it. And so, you know, here's someone they may see with potential, but just out of their own insecurity and their own jealousy that they decide that they're going to overlook this person even though they may be the best person for the job. That happens. I'm not saying that that has happened to me personally because I I don't know, but I know Uh that it has happened because that is human nature. Now, Uh I do know that um, I have been uh, made to feel a certain way by individuals who may not have, who, who may have their own demons that they're dealing with, their own mm-hmm. insecurities, who, you know, look at me a certain way and say, oh, well, she's got this and she's got that. And so then they want to speak to me in a certain tone or, mm-hmm. or because it makes them feel superior when they don't know the struggle that I had. They don't know that when I was mm-hmm. 16 years old that I didn't... I thought that I was too fat, and I decided that I just wasn't going to eat anymore. And so for a little bit, I was anorexic. And mm-hmm. I did not make it to the hospital level, but um, it, there, there were some serious things that needed to happen for me to adjust my realization that I was not indeed overweight, but I had an eating disorder. So that they wouldn't know that looking at mm-hmm. me. They just mm-hmm. decide, oh, well, she's this, she's, she's that. So she must be... And so they treat me a certain way because of their perception, which, and that hurts because it's primarily from my own race. You know, being light complected in America is very challenging because in general, African, darker African Americans feel that lighter African Americans are entitled and are privileged and get more of this, that, and the third, when mm-hmm. that is not mm-hmm. the case at all. Not the now case tell at me, all. Uh, <clears throat> Melina, about the eating disorder. What did you find help for that, or did you look into what might have caused that for somebody who's out there listening who may have the same challenge? Uh, what What was going on? Well, there was a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was in the teenage years. I was insecure about, you know, I had glasses, I had a jerry curl, I was, you know, Uh I just had, was starting to get contact lenses, but it was still, it was just a challenge. I had had some Uh deaths, and I was thinking that all of these things, and and I was bullied a little bit, Uh um, and I was thinking that all of these things had to be because I must, because I was fat. When in looking back, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a little bit chunky younger, but looking back on it, I look at the pictures and I wasn't, I wasn't that. I just had issues Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it really took some people who cared to sit down and have, and we talked it out and worked it out. Now that's good that you had somebody caring. Uh Uh-huh. I I did have a counselor. mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I did have a counselor that I went mm-hmm. to for a time, and mm-hmm. I was able to work through the issues, and then also the threat of going to the hospital, <laughs> which I did not want okay. to go to, okay. um, from my mother, that came. So it was that, and com- combined with just people who cared, allowed me, helped me to get through, but I had to realize and open up and share that this was a problem. For a while, I wasn't doing anything. I just wasn't eating, and I wasn't—I was hiding that I wasn't eating. So I wasn't—I okay. wasn't bulimic, but mm-hmm. I wasn't—I um, just wasn't eating. Okay. And for a while, I pretended to eat, and then I just said, "I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to. I don't like my life, and I just—I don't want to." 
Okay. So, well, it's interesting know, that you turned your life around, too, and you were able to do that uh, without going to a counselor. No, uh, I did go to a counselor. I oh, did, you did go to actually, a counselor. Okay. And at one point, actually, Dr. Young, I'll tell you, actually, when I was, I believe I was 20, 19, 20, I had two counselors. One was at Howard <laughs> University, and one was near where I lived. I had... Mm-hmm. Two counselors. One was de- addressing one issue, and another one was addressing another issue. And fortunately, i i came out I came out all right. But I had that that support system, which okay. was a big benefit. How how would you say that these these trials uh, shaped who you are today, Melina? Well, these trials helped to shape who I am because a I know how to communicate, having to <laughs> having to communicate with counselors <laughs> that helps with <laughs> the communication. Um, I would say that it helps me to be more compassionate to individuals without just judging people on their mm-hmm. outset. Just mm-hmm. knowing that we're all human beings, we all have things that that we struggle with, whether Mm -hmm. we can see them, whether it's being overweight for a time. Um, Even more recently, I gained a lot of weight that I've never seen. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, recently. Oh, yeah. I've been in a size that I never thought I'd be in without having a person growing inside of me. Like, I just could not believe that I had gained so much weight. But that's because I stopped going to the gym, stopped working out with my trainer, and I decided that I was going to eat fried chicken and um, <laughs> chips and dip at one in the morning. And that's just what I did. And watched the Kardashians. It was just ridiculous. So <laughs> that was <laughs> what I chose to do. And I felt that I didn't. I could just do that. And in, when I was 20, I could do that. But now that I'm not 20 anymore, I can't do that. And I'm now paying the price for it. But it's okay. My trainer and I, we're back on the program. And I sometimes like right, twice Miss a Gay. day. And I and I'm going to okay. get back to where it was. you got to get back was, on the good foot. Look, yeah, you gotta, going, as we say, you got to get back on the good path, really. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Get back to my, uh, my regular weight. But it helps me to, to see that, and even that struggle more recently, helps me be more compassionate with nobody wants to be overweight. Nobody mm-hmm. wants that feeling of people staring at them and you can't fit in your clothes and, and you hate oh. trying things on. Yes. I mean, I, I yes. experienced that like a, a little less than a year ago, I'm getting ready for an award show and I can't fit in any of my dresses. I had to go and try to go get something from Nordstrom and I can't even get in any of their dresses that look, I oh, was dear. just horrified. And so it's given me more compassion and, and understanding and patience and just realizing that, that we are all, you know, no matter what it looks like on the outside, we all have flaws and we just need to be patient yes, we do. with one another. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And, and we learn. learn. Uh, we learn and we grow. And from what our bodies are telling us, a lot of times, I mean, I'm looking <clears throat> and thinking about this young lady who made your debut uh, on daytime television in One Life to Live. And then you crossed over to All My Children. So I mm-hmm. want to get back and talk about some of the positive things because you've done an awful lot of positive things uh, in your life, Melina. And so what I want to know, too, since this is Transformation for a Success show, so you've had challenges that you've shared um, with overeating and other challenges, uh, I, I'm certain, because you had not one counselor, but you had two. But these challenges you overcame to be where you are today. So now let's take a look at a progression. If you had to say step by step, what was my progression? If you can reflect and tell the listening audience, I went from this to this because you made success. You, you have been successful to become this producer, this entrepreneur, all the things, and even a proud proprietor of a jewelry line. So tell us what were some of those progressive steps? If you had to look at them as a lockstep sequence, what would you say? about your life and what happened? Well, uh, the progression was when I started off in background doing extra, extra work on USA Live and New York Undercover and just learning, learning the industry. 
then deciding okay. that that is what I wanted to do, that I really wanted to mm-hmm. pursue it. So actually making that move, that instead of driving the four hours and all of that, making that physical move, that leap of faith, if you will, to mm-hmm. move to New York. That was a first step. Um, okay. The next step when I got there was the actual training of actually, because I trained, I did not take advantage of the opportunity to do any of the arts at the University of Virginia because I didn't know that's what I wanted to do. I thought Uh law was what I wanted to do. So then having that wealth of knowledge and uh, available in New York City, I Uh actually, I took classes. I had private coaches as well as group setting classes. And I learned on on the job training. So I would get in as many theater productions as I could so that I would be able to work on learning a lot, work on my memorization, work on and know what the terminology was that we're putting in, utilizing in class, Mm -hmm. actually being able to put Mm -hmm. it into practice, into practical practice. So Mm -hmm. I worked on that as I was was going on auditions and plant and sowing the seeds of the next. And then that next step Mm -hmm. came when I landed my first major role, which was on One Life to Live as Nora's legal Mm -hmm. assistant, ironically. So Mm -hmm. that solidified, that was my stepping stone into the soap opera world. And then I transitioned over to all my children and then made guest appearances on Guiding Light at the same time. And then I said, okay, one of my agents had said, okay, you've done everything here in New York. Either you want to do Broadway or you go to California. So I said, okay, I'm going to California because I love film and television. Mm -hmm. So that was the next Mm -hmm. step. And so then I came to California, then landed my role on General Hospital as Talia, who's the manager of the Metro Port Hotel, Sunny and Carly's Hotel. And Mm -hmm. so that was a stepping stone there. And then that took me to The Young and the Restless, playing the role of Marjorie Curtis. And so where I currently still have a recurring role, and that was the role that landed me the outstanding actress nomination for daytime great Uh and so that was another step now uh, 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 what happened after that at the nominate and let me tell you if you've ever been nominated for something and i know you have it is quite the sensation you're on top of the world and it is everyone is so wonderful and great and you're nominated actress and the world is golden and you get to the ceremony, and it is fantastic. You interviews, the red carpet, you know, the limousine. It's, it's, wow. It's, it's, everybody is. <laughs> it's fantastic. And then you get there, and you're sitting in the audience, and saying, and outstanding actress in a daytime series, and the winner is. Wow. Someone else. And let wow. me tell you about that feeling. <laughs> that is the worst well, feeling in the I world. I can imagine. That, it that's is. an interesting feeling after watching the Academy Awards the other night uh, and seeing people, hopeful people. But we're going to take a station break right now, a little commercial break, and we'll be right back. So don't go away. We're going to hear the second part of this career change and transition to Hollywood. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. How do you achieve balance in your life? Is it when everything runs in perfect alignment with each other, time, money, and life? You can keep everything in nearly perfect balance. Listen for Be Mighty. With K.D. Marley, which is made up of two people, K. Mar and D. Lee. The hosts have worked with small business owners to find the best and most systematic way of tracking both time and money in order to achieve work-life balance to their advantage. The show can help you, too. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Morgan Bailey. 
America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there. Welcome back to Transformation for Success. And join us as we continue the show with Miss Melina Gay, actress, producer, host. And if you're just joining us, this is a wonderful interview with a noted, well-acclaimed, award-winning, nominated film, television and stage actress, live event, and talk show host and producer, Miss Melina Gay. So, Melina, thank you again for being my guest on the show. And I want to just, in this session, sort of talk about... Well, we've made that transition from New York. We've moved to California. You've been in all these TV soap operas, and now we're moving to movies. So tell us a little bit about uh, some of your movies that you appeared in. And how was that? And what would you give uh, some principles that you have learned about success? Okay. Okay. Well, some of the movies that I've, I've been in, several movies, some of them include Sunday School Musical which mm-hmm. is it was just like high school musical, except it was Sunday school musical. And I okay. played the mother of the lead character, and that was, that was a really wonderful experience. It was, you know, we got to sing and dance, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was so inspirational. And oh, wow. And just positive. It, it's just beautiful. And then it really, you know, when it came out, which was a few years ago, Blockbuster was still around. So what mm-hmm. I used to do is go to whenever I would, you know, travel either back home to Maryland or mm-hmm. wherever I travel, I would always <laughs> go to the blockbusters and try to find my movie. <laughs> and I would oh. buy my movies. And so and then the other part of it was that um the what do you call that? Um Jessica Sinclair's Thug Love was one of the yes. other movies that I did. And mm-hmm. that was I what played a title, the character Thug Love. Jessica Sinclair's Thug Love. Yes. (laughs) Jessica Sinclair's Thug Love. And it was loosely based on a novel that was called um, This of the Same Name. And as I said, I played the lead character, Destiny Charles, and I had a husband and I had a boyfriend because my husband had a girlfriend. And we were going through a divorce. And so I I ran Uh into this younger guy and... Um, you know, but all the glitters is not gold, and it turns out that you'll have to watch the movie to see what happens. But in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> it was an, a, a wonderful learning experience because I was the lead actress in it. The producer, Marcello Thedford, as he, what, as he was doing what he was doing, he was actually teaching me. And I didn't know why I was learning, but in having a, a love of learning things, I just... I picked up on things, and so I was watching how he was editing and how he, Mm -hmm. I watched how he was directing, and I watched how he put the production together and the call sheets, and, you know, I received all these things, but I was never really integral workings of it, and so he afforded me the opportunity to learn from this, so um, I, I just absorbed all that, and I don't know why. I didn't know why then, but I just did. And so then when it came that the wonderful Dr. Mildred Dumas, she wrote a book called Bitter Inheritance, and I was doing a play of hers, and at the, 
right after, you know, in the restroom, she said, you know, I wrote a book and I want to make it into a movie. And I said, okay, great. She said, I want you to be the star. I said, okay, fantastic. She said, I need to finish the play and then we'll do it. And I said, okay, great. So finish the play. And she said, okay, now it's time for the movie. And I said, great, let's do it. And she said, well, um, do you know how to make a movie? I was like, uh, no, do you? And she said, no. And I said, well, I know people, so let's get this done. Let's, let's do it. Oh, wow. And so um, we started on that journey, and that's been a three-year journey, and it is still going on. We are still, we've uh-huh. done, we did a trailer for it. This is a real trailer for it, and we're still waiting on the final financing for that. But in the meantime, I had a couple of other, you know, projects that I was working on getting my fingers involved in, and then came along the opportunity for the 168 Film Festival. It was, I was in a meeting. People were, a group of people were asking me to be an associate producer on a, I'm sorry, consulting producer on a horror film. So we had that Uh meeting at Starbucks, and then at the end of the meeting, they said, you know, you know, you may or may not be interested, but there's a film festival, it's called the 168 Festival, and it's based on the Bible verse, and it's about, um, and you pick the verse, and then you make the movie in 168 hours, which is one week, and it goes from there. And I said, oh, this Uh sounds intriguing. So it was an idea that was given to me, and then I took it to my church, and I thought it would be a great opportunity for a fundraiser for my church so that we could get a church home. And we worked on it in Bible study and worked on it and worked on it for four months. I worked on this and just called up my friends and said, this is a love project, and we're gonna do, I'm going to do this. You want to do it? You want to be involved? And they're like, yes, yes, I want to do it. I want to be involved. Because I have a, a really good reputation as far as those producing, because my things, you know, they go places. They don't just sit around. They, uh-huh. they you know, I'm actively pursuing taking them to where they need to go, to, to be seen, to be financed. Whatever it is, I am just that one to, to push. Now, I don't like directing, but I love the paperwork. That's the legal training. I love the paperwork, and I love the networking to get things to the next level. So okay. with that, we made this movie in 168 hours, and it actually almost didn't happen. About three days before we were supposed to shoot, it didn't. It was, you know, we'd lost one of our main actors, actresses mm-hmm. and our location, and I was ready to give up. This is one of those times where I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, I know I've worked four months on it. I don't care. I have, I'm not getting paid on this. Nobody's getting paid on this. This was, you know, just forget it. And that evening, it was Nene Kirby and her mother, the 12-year-old star and her mother. They said, Selena, please, please don't, don't give up. You have to do this. is bigger than you even know. You have no idea, but we know. We see it. This is, it's not about you. It's about it's about so much more, and you're going to touch so many lives. This has got to be made. Please keep going. Please. So what is the name of I this said, okay, movie? Let me sleep on it. It's called Clarissa's Gift. You can see the trailer okay. on Clarissa's Gift. Clarissa's Gift. Clarissa's Gift. Clarissa's Gift. So people can mm-hmm. go and look at that. Yes. Yeah, okay, and see that. Uh-huh. C-L-A-R-I-S-S-A-S-G-I-F-T. Com. And so I said, okay. So that Wednesday morning, I woke up. The director, Obobabatunde, called and said, we have a new location, and we have another actress, if you'd like. And that was Wednesday, and we were shooting on Friday, and we went full steam ahead. I said, okay, let's do this. We shot Friday, and now this is the movie that is going around That's the world, wonderful. winning best shorts competition. That is wonderful. Ooh. Best everything. It's Congratulations on that. Now, as we kind of have to wrap up the show here, Melina, this has been interesting to talk about Miss Melina Gay, who she is, some of the challenges you've had to face and some of the trials, and more importantly, some of your triumphs. But tell us, give me three success principles that you'd like to share with the listening audience that helped you. They could probably help somebody out who's been in some of the same situations, and they might be aspiring to be an actress uh, and where you are and where you were many years ago. So share three success principles that have helped you. Three success principles that have helped me, Dr. Young. Number one that Mm -hmm. I've learned is to thine own self be true. Be who you are. If other people are insecure about who they are because of you, do do not diminish your light because someone else's is not as bright. Because a light is able to spread. A candle doesn't go out by sharing its light with another candle. It just makes the world a brighter place. Thank you. As I know, self be true, number one. Number two, 
persistence. Persistence overrides resistance. Keep going, keep going, keep going. It is so true that, yes, my heart was broken over empire, and it pains me when I see Naomi Campbell in the role that I was supposed to have, but I know, as you said, there is something bigger and better. And, you know, I was just on own raising Whitley, and that's going to lead to a lot of other things, and it's we just have to to persistence, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. And, All right. And then persistence. And, Check third one because i got to run up, have wrap up. Okay. Okay. okay, and the third one is to definitely diversify. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. As you mentioned before, I'm not only am I an actress, I'm a producer, I have a jewelry line, and now my brother and I have started a, a real estate in, a wholesale real, in, real estate investment company. So it's for people if you're trying to find a home without a real estate agent, then these are in, wholesale homes, not listed on the MLS. So you just go to well, WeBuy310 or WeBuy818 or whatever it is, you know, your area code, and then you're able to buy, and it's a sell, same thing for selling. So now he's the one that's well, really spearheading that, but it is, and, you have to have multiple streams uh-huh. of income and other things that you have to do, and that will ultimately lead you to your, your most powerful and your best you. Thank you, Malena, for being on the show today. I am so glad <clears throat> to have had you, and I know the listeners have enjoyed hearing from the gifted and talented Malena Gay. And Malena, I wish you all the best and God's blessings as you move forward on your transformation journey. So as we wrap up our show today, I leave you with this. As Robert Louis Stevenson said, old or young, we're on our last cruise and we want it to mean something. Learn to live your life and live and learn all your life. Learn from your failures. Learn from your successes. And when you hit a rough spot in your life, ask yourself, what is it trying to teach me? Remember, lessons are not always happy ones, but they keep coming. So we learn by maturing and growing. We learn by caring. We learn by loving more. We learn by suffering. We learn by taking risks. We learn by bearing with things we can't change. So I leave you with this. We learn by truly expecting our best and giving the best. Listen next week as I'll have another dynamic guest with another incredible story of transformation. This is Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach, signing off until next Tuesday. Be inspired. Be motivated. Be encouraged. Be challenged. Be forever transformed for greatness. I'll see you next Tuesday. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Music